I'm Jim Cameron, Jim Cameron Consulting, broadcasting from the Fountainhead, home of Synergy Billing, and I'm your host for Volusia Matters, news, interviews, and matters that impact Volusia County directly or indirectly. Now let's get on with the news. With the 2024 legislative session starting January the 9th, House Speaker Paul Renner said legislators can expect to take up support for energy companies this session. In other words, to ensure Florida utilities have enough power to keep the state from brownouts and blackouts that places like California have experienced. Renner stated this legislation he's talking would put Florida at cross purposes with clean energy and anti-fossil fuels activists. But uh, in April, if you remember, President Biden announced steps to reduce emissions by 2030, including driving down emissions from power plants as well as transportation. However, the Florida Transportation Department recently turned down federal money aimed at reducing tailpipe emissions, arguing that federal officials have overstepped their authority in setting up the Federal Carbon Reduction Program. Now, moving to the other side of the legislature, Senate President Kathleen Pasadomo is going to be promoting a healthy living initiative designed to increase access to health care by attracting more doctors to the state of Florida. Now, listen in my next report for more upcoming legislative session news. This just in. The U.S. Federal Reserve just completed its meeting a little while ago and held interest rates steady. I repeat, they did not increase interest rates. So, the financial markets are hoping this might be a sign that the Fed has ceased, they're gonna cease increasing rates and maybe lower rates in 2024. We'll see. Next, Volusia School Board voted last night four to one on funding for more resource officers, SROs, on middle school campuses. And the cost, $500,000, would be to hire seven school resource officers and a supervising sergeant. And this would come directly from the district's general fund budget. Now this comes after, you might remember, last month, when the county council rejected the school district's staff request. And at the same time, the district says middle school have seen a rise in calls for service this past semester. Now, the current funding agreement has the school district covering 55%, as well as the sheriff's office covering the remaining 45% of the cost. Let's see where this goes. Next item. The land city officials are looking at ways to diversify the types of businesses that they have in the city, and they're proposing a moratorium on small 
box discount stores such as Dollar Tree, Family Dollar, and Dollar General, because there's currently 14 such stores in the city and two more have expressed interest in opening. Now the city commission is seeking more control over where specific types of businesses can go and confining them to certain zoning categories. And they're defining these type stores as 16,000 square feet or less retail stores offering items for sale at a much, much reduced discount price. And city officials say a temporary halt aims to give the city time to review and update their land use codes. And a proposed moratorium would also pause the development of new small box stores for a minimum of six months. Meanwhile, commissioners are setting a workshop to continue the discussion of these small box stores and their moratorium and the future land use code. Next, New Smyrna Beach city officials are looking to revamp an ordinance and regulations regarding historic districts. However, some of the residents are raising objections to the city's proposal along these lines. Now the city is looking to change its two nationally designated historic districts into local historic districts, and this be based upon a two-thirds vote of the district's residents. And changing the designation to local could mean grants for renovation and tax exemptions. In addition, the city is looking to update demolition regulations that would force people to pay heftier fines if they tear down a structure without proper permits. And another city workshop is being scheduled in January to discuss this further. On last night's agenda, New Smyrna Beach City Commission addressed classic cars on Canal, which will be held on Canal Street every second Saturday of the month in 2024, beginning January 13th. And this would require the closure of Canal Street from US-1 to Riverside Drive. And they'll be having other activities, I guess, throughout the area that those days. Sounds like it ought to be some fun. Next item, City of Ormond Beach is considering a new emergency operations center and police station that would accommodate police, fire, and public works. And Ormond Beach Mayor Bill Partington said an operations center is needed to house, feed, and provide office space for first responders on a 24-7 basis. Now, the City Commission is looking to fund a study that could help them later receive legislative funding for a new such center and public safety complex. Partington said it would cost somewhere between 25 and 50 million dollars, but hopefully a good bit of that cost would come from a legislative appropriation. And last night, Holly Hill City Commission approved an ordinance regulating mobile food 
vehicles, food trucks. This would cover hours of operation, days of the week, specific locations, and other matters regarding licensure pertaining to the Florida Division of Hotels and Restaurants. And next item, a quick reminder for our local elected officials, don't forget the Volusia League of Cities meeting this Thursday, December the 14th in Holly Hill. Next, Volusia County Division of Economic Development in conjunction with Career Source Flagler Volusia has launched Work Local, a new career advanced platform and mobile app which connects qualified talent with available job openings. It's designed for candidates to share their unique career goals anonymously and connect them with hiring companies. And utilizing work local, job seekers can access opportunities that fits their specific job skills and ensures that the best candidate is matched to the best job. And at the same time, businesses can identify candidates whose skills and experience match their needs, thus a more efficient and successful hire. And for more information, sign up at www.worklocaljobs.com. Next, for your calendar for the rest of this month, Volusia Industrial Development Authority meets December the 13th, 3 p.m., Daytona International Airport, where they'll discuss their 2023-24 budget. Southeast Volusia Chamber meets December the 19th, 9 a.m., New Smyrna Beach Visitors Center on State Road 44. And the December 19th meeting of County Council has been canceled. Let me repeat. December 19th meeting for Volusia County Council has been canceled. Now the West Volusia Tourism Advertising Authority meets December the 20th, 9 a.m. at the Main Street DeLand office, 100 North Woodland Boulevard, and they'll be reviewing financial reports and they'll be hearing a marketing report from Benedict Advertising. And the Halifax Advertising Authority is gonna meet December the 20th, 3 p.m. at their CVB office, 140 South Atlantic Avenue in Ormond Beach. And the county's Planning and Land Development Regulation Commission meets Thursday, December the 21st, 9 a.m. at the County Administration Building in the land. And the River to CTPO board meeting this month meeting this month has been canceled, as well as the Volusia Growth Management Commission. Now the next county council meeting will be Thursday, January the 4th, 10 a.m. County Administration Building. Let me repeat, county council will meet Thursday, January the 4th, 10 a.m. County Administration Building. Also wanted to add the next Volusia Elected Officials Roundtable meeting will be Monday, 
January 8th, 9 to 11 a.m. at Daytona International Airport, and that'll be in the Dennis McGee Conference Room. And I'll have you an agenda for that meeting eh, first week of January. Look for it then. But put that on your calendar. Volusia Elected Officials Roundtable, Monday, January the 8th, 9 a.m., Daytona International Airport. Next item. Last week, the Seminole Hard Rock Casino and Resort began taking bets on NFL, NHL, NBA, and college football games. However, there are potential legal challenges in state and federal courts questioning whether a statewide betting app can be construed as wagering on tribal land. Now, last October, the U.S. Supreme Court declined to block a federal appeals court ruling, which allows the Seminoles to relaunch their sports book that had been operational for a short while in 2021. But they began taking sports bets via an app last month for customers who signed up two years ago and just made the app available now to anyone in the state over 21 years of age. So this makes Florida the largest state in the nation to offer sports betting. Unlike other states that have multiple operators offering apps like FanDuel and DraftKings, Florida has given the Seminoles a virtual monopoly. But considering Florida's potential as a gambling mecca between its population and its tourism numbers, some have criticized the state for leaving money on the table. However, Governor DeSantis referred to that 2018 constitutional amendment requiring a referendum for any expansion of gambling in the state, and this left him no other choice but to deal with the Seminoles. Florida's agreement with the Seminoles requires a minimum $500 million payment lump sum annually in exchange for exclusivity. And the tribe resources say that figure may be now $650 million. Next, report from First Step Shelter. This past year, First Step opened to its full 100-person capacity. They increased their city partners with the addition of New Smyrna Beach, and they celebrated their first fundraiser, the annual Mayor's Gala. And after four years of operating, they have a solid foundation with systems and policies in place. Now their second annual Mayor's Gala will be Saturday, February the 3rd, and probably start about 6 or 6.30 sometime, but it'll be at the Oceanfront Hilton, and the theme will be Old Hollywood Glamour, whatever that is, and they'll have some great entertainment and other activities. So check it out. For more information, go to www.firststepshelter.org. And next item, with the again, with the legislative session starting in January, January the 9th, 
our legislative delegation members are already filing bills for the upcoming session. Senator Tom Wright has filed Senate Bill 228 regarding health insurance cost sharing and Senate Bill 230, sales tax on aircraft sales and leases, Senate Bill 370, space ports, and Senate Bill 506, code enforcement officers. And Senator Travis Hudson has filed Senate Bill 692 regarding public records in Florida Gaming Control Commission and Senate Bill 804 regarding gaming permits and Representative Stan McLean has filed House Bill 665 expedited approval of residential building permits. Representative Webster Barnaby has filed House Bill 551 designation of eligible telecommunications carriers, House Bill 85, public records, state banks, and state trust companies, House Bill 311, securities transactions, and House Bill 369, virtual currency sales, tax holiday. And Representative Chase Tremont has filed House Bill 605, Asset Protection Products. And to finish up, look for my new podcast episode to be released next week. And the views expressed on this podcast may or may not necessarily express the opinions of Jim Cameron Consulting. And for more news, check out my newsletter, which is going to be emailed the first week of every month. And if you're not receiving it, call me at 566-2140, and my $1,000 guarantee still stands. And don't forget, December to remember at Riverfront Esplanade. This will be going on until January the 1st. There's parking available on Beach Street, and they'll have numerous community events on the lawn, And there'll be over 1 million lights throughout Riverfront Esplanade. So I think they stay open to like 9 o'clock, but I've been going down there, and there's tons and tons of people downtown seeing this extravaganza. So I highly recommend you go down there and see it. And then I want to say a thank you to all of our first responders. I say again for our firefighters and our EMTs and our paramedics out there, including my stepdaughter Jenna, they do a fantastic job because, again, they're out there 24-7. And I know they all have a heavy workload, though, but, I mean, they are professional in what they do. Again, thank you for the job that you're doing. Now, this is Jim Cameron signing off saying Merry Christmas God bless and roll tide.